0: to She's All Booked, a podcast for book lovers and avid readers. Hi, I'm Jess. And I'm Alex. We're two cousins who are also best friends who love to read. Yeah. Chat about and analyze. Sometimes overanalyze. The books we're currently reading. Sometimes we're on the same page. And sometimes our pages differ. But either way, we always have an opinion about what we've read. By the way, we're real people with real families. So you may hear cats, dogs, birds, babies, or husbands. So enjoy the bonus material. Now let's
1: get booked. booked.
0: Listeners, stick around at the end of this episode for some bloopers and bonus content. Hey, hey, hey,
1: listeners, if you're enjoying our podcast, please give us a five-star review on Apple, Spotify, or your preferred streaming service to help us reach more listeners and spread the word about our podcast.
0: Before we get started, we want to include some trigger warnings. This book and the following discussion include sensitive topics such as rape, attempted sexual assault, murder, death, stillbirth, and dismemberment. So please be aware of this before you proceed.
1: We also want you to be aware that there will be cursing and spoilers in this episode. However, we will have a non-spoiler section first, and then we will get into our spoilers after that. And we will let you know ahead of time before we do. Hell yeah! <laughs> welcome well, back. Welcome back. Another book of the month. These always seem to come so fast. I know. What she said, <laughs> but that's definitely. What she said,
0: <laughs> definitely. This one's been a long time coming that we wanted to discuss with you guys. Yeah. So we're kind of excited about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a book that we were just saying we didn't really love any books so far this season. And except uh, Remarkably Bright Creatures, we'd love that. Yeah. So I would say that this is probably the second book that we really like.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this book. I liked a lot about it. So. Yeah,
0: I can't wait to talk about it, actually. So Yeah. disregard us, though. We're both eating popcorn. We actually do have (laughs) snacks today.
1: Yeah, we do. I had two snacks. I had some fruit and now I have some popcorn and I have a coffee and some water. I'm trying to make up fruit. I had a mix of uh, cantaloupe, watermelon, Mm. honeydew and pineapple. That's funny because I happen to have watermelon and uh, cantaloupe in my house. Oh, nice. I never do, so that's
0: odd. Get out of my head. (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) I was really craving. Honestly, I was really craving honeydew. I love it. It's one of my favorite fruits. But I know that's random because everybody seems to hate honeydew. I love it. It's, it's not my favorite now. I love it so much. Also, when I get a boba tea, I always get the honeydew and it's just my favorite thing in the world. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but I just was really craving it. So it was it was good. I enjoyed nice. I enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> I have um movie theater popcorn because I just got back from the movies with my fam. Yeah, I, I have some tea and some water. Um, But we went to go see Migration. I was telling Alex, which is really cute. Uh, It was about this family of ducks. They usually don't migrate (laughs) because the father's terrified of everything. So he's trying to keep his family safe. But the family kind of says, hey, no, no, no. We want to migrate. So they take a stab at it. And of course, what could go wrong? Things go wrong. So it's super cute. um, If you want to check it out, it's definitely a kid's movie. So it's family friendly. And Danny DeVito is one of the voices and he kind of steals the
1: show. He's hilarious. <laughs> I love Danny DeVito.
0: <laughs> He's a disgruntled duck.
1: It's adorable. Um, he, of course which, he is. Which he kind
0: of is in real life. Yeah. He's a disgruntled <laughs> man. No, no. He, he always plays that type of character, though.
1: Yeah, he does. But, but that's nice. It's cute.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll definitely uh, this, I'll probably watch that when it's available on streaming service.
0: I know. I'm like a movie hog for some reason lately. Me and Alex went to the movies last Sunday. Now I went to the movies again this weekend. And I'm going to the movies again next weekend because me and Doug got tickets to go see Dune too, part 2. Nice, yeah. Uh, Because we have a wedding on Friday night or we would have went then. Mm. That's when it comes out. So we happen to get tickets the next day. Uh, We're big fans of that movie, Dune. I never seen the original. I know you did. Yeah, I really like the original. I really want to watch it yeah, yeah re- i want to watch it and i bought the book uh but i know it's like a six-part series so i don't know how i can really like immerse myself into that but i'm definitely going to read the first book and check it out
1: they're really Maybe before yeah next Sunday. they're really thick books too i know i said. i've had the first one for a while and i'm always like i'm gonna start it and then i just i'm like i can't i can't right now <laughs> i yeah. can't commit to it's it an right investment. now
0: a series and stuff are investments for sure yeah so but we'll see uh I know Doug read all of the silo, the first
1: yes. um, of
0: the series, and he said that basically he knows so much about of what's going to happen in the next yeah. season. So I was like, "All right, well, you know, maybe this will give me some deeds. I don't. Yeah. The
1: first, uh, ep- the first uh, book of the series, we'll say. I know. I I have the first one, and I still haven't read it, and I still haven't watched the show. So I don't know what I'm waiting for for either one of those things. Oh, but I do want to. Wool from Silo. I have have Wool. Yeah, I got it. You haven't watched the show yet? I haven't watched the show. And I was like, I'll read the book first and then I'll watch the show so I can compare. And I haven't done either one. So I actually I have a goal for the next few months, though, because I have some series that I've started that I want to finish. One of them was the Prison Hero series, though. And I did finish that. That was really good, by the way. Just a really solid series. I definitely recommend it. It is YA, so it's a little bit more uh, juvenile at times but really good books still I I really enjoyed all three but I want to finish the a good girl's guide to murder series because they are turning that into a TV show so I want to finish the series before that comes out I started yeah. the the Dave Vlad trilogy and I want to finish that I only read the first book I started the Mistborn series I only read the first book so I want to finish that And then I want to start this Rook and Rose series, which I did start reading, actually. And then I was like, I just can't get into it right now. I was like, this is a lot of world building and I just can't read a series right this second. So then I read some standalones instead. But that's my goal for the next few months is to try to finish the series. And I don't think I can fit Dune in there at any
0: point. Yeah, I I mean, well, if you could fit like, series of shows you could fit a three-hour movie
1: because <laughs> the shows are longer oh yeah no i could watch the movie i i just oh, you ha- mean the series of books i, or- I mean the books yeah no right. I, I plan on watching the new movie because i did really enjoy the original so i assume yeah. i'll like it even more because that one at that points was a little dated and because it was yeah, older sure. yeah i mean it wasn't super old i think i think it was made in the 90s if you enjoyed the first
0: one, I mean, I never seen the original, but I do want to watch it. But if you enjoyed that one, you'll definitely like this one because, A, you know, people in it and B, yeah. uh, the graphics are amazing. Yeah. So good. Uh, but the story is really good. You know, mm-hmm. I really like following. I don't know if the first one did the same where it follows the kid around. Yeah. Like it's about him.
1: Yeah. It's it stayed true it's to the book. Son- from what I understand, yeah. Obviously, I haven't read the book, so I don't know firsthand. But I've heard that the first movie was pretty true to the book.
0: Okay. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, you do you do love this kid. You know, you follow him around and you really get to care for him. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of questionable things happening around him, obviously. Yeah. Well, you'll like it because we like Star Wars and stuff like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? It reminds me of it, but, but not really. It's like... Yeah along the same lines like if you like this like you'll like this type yeah of thing.
1: yeah so, well they're both good. they're both sci-fi and dune the I looked it up the original was 1984 so that's why oh. it's it looks like a little dated a little corny but it is still it's not super super old mm, I was thinking it was like in the 30s no that's insane <laughs> I don't even th- I think the book came out in the 60s You know why? Because I was thinking about uh,
0: Westworld and Westworld, the original one. But I think that was in the 60s. I don't know if that was in the 30s. But me and Doug watched that, the original one. It was corny as hell, but we loved it. It Yeah, I never
1: saw the original of that. It was was good, good. you said?
0: Yeah, really good. I kind of liked it better than the whole show.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Dune, uh, the the book came out nineteen sixty five. Oh, so, okay. So yeah, so there's twenty years in between the book and the first movie. Nineteen
0: sixty five. I'm curious, did that come out before or after the Star
1: Wars books? Star Wars books? Yeah, I didn't even know there were know Star, the Star Wars, Wars, Wars were, books. Yeah, they're books. Oh, I didn't even know that. I mean, you have if you
0: ever have any time at all, which you won't, because. Star Wars books must be super intense, but those must be good reads.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. I'm looking it up now because I had no idea. Well, now Uh, you do, girl. I know. Well, now I'm like, I'm going to have to read them at some point. (laughs) And how did I not know that? I don't know. But they were based on books. A lot of them. There's a lot of them. I'm sure there are. Yeah. A list of original novels. It doesn't say when they came out, though. Oh, 70s. No, that's when the movies came out. Yeah, the, the first movie came out in 77, I think. I don't know. I guess it's not important. I'll look it up later, but yeah. Hmm. I wonder.
0: Yeah, we'll get back to you guys and let you know what we find out. But yeah, I wonder if it was the 70s or earlier. I'm, I'm interested in finding that out because there are some similarities where like as in Star Wars is the force. Mm -hmm. And Dune, there's the voice. Yeah. And it's a little similar. And I'd like now I'm curious to see if because I'm like, oh, maybe they ripped that from Star Wars. Maybe it was the other way around. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I don't think that Dune stole anything personally.
0: Mm -mm. No, it's I mean, it's different. It's not
1: like, you know. Yeah. Yeah yeah i wonder i'll look it up i'll look into it i just looked up, i just googled when, when were the star wars novels published just to be really uh specific and it does yeah. say uh, november 1976 six months before the theatrical release of the film. That's crazy. Yeah, that's wild to me. I thought they were older than that. I feel like they were going to make a movie and then they were like, let's do a book also. And then they just did them in conjunction with one another.
0: I don't know. We're going to have to get behind the history of Star Wars creation. And I'm sure there's people out there who are such Star Wars heads that know this, like, and they're like, come on. Mm. Of course they were written in 1962, you know. know. We'll find out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. You want to jump into our questions? Yeah. All right. So if you're new here, uh, when we do our book of the month, we like to incorporate some things from our uh, Thursday episodes. So we have our questions in here. We're going to do a game of some sorts. But instead of a real game that we usually do like on Thursdays, we're going to give you some horoscopes. So before we do that, let's just jump into some questions and we'll take it from there. So first question, if you could hop on a time machine and spend three months as a woman in this era, would you? No. And the era of this book <laughs> was,
1: what do we say, the late 1700s? The late 1700s, yeah. Absolutely not. I have no interest in, A, having to wear dresses all the time. That sounds horrific. B, not being able to speak unless your husband is present. Not basically having rights unless you're married and have a husband. I just would never survive. I'm too opinionated for a woman i think to survive in this time period
0: all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i actually have this uh, story idea that i'm working on right now where uh each chapter will be somebody going into some kind of machine that takes them back but you go into the mind of somebody from an era so like for example um hmm. You go back and one person picks for three months, they get to be Napoleon or one person goes back and gets to be Cleopatra or something crazy like that. Okay, So that's where this idea of for this question came from. Um, so I would because I think it would be interesting to jump into the mind of like Martha or somebody like that just to see what they went through and experience it firsthand. Mm-hmm. I mean, in three months, you come back and it's literally the same day. You didn't miss anything here mm-hmm. <laughs> because it was in the past. Hmm. Um, I think it might be interesting just to see what they felt and experienced at first hand. Just hmm. it would be good to be like, all right, well, you want to talk about women's oppression because I lived it.
1: <laughs> Let's talk about it. Yeah, you know, I think I- it would be cool. I I would would probably punch people in the face. I would be happy to talk to somebody (laughs) from that era. I'd be happy to interview somebody for that era. I don't have any interest in being somebody from that era personally. That's just me. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Because even though you're going into this person's mind, you might, you have control of their body and you might do some things that that person would do
1: yeah because we're modern i'd end up getting myself and this purse this poor person executed thanks i know yeah
0: oh and by the way that doesn't affect you you'll still return
1: okay so it just, just affects so that know. that poor asshole yeah. in, the, well, also, in the history yeah also you can't change the past so. oh so it doesn't actually matter i could do whatever the fuck anymore. i want exactly <laughs> all right <Imagine. laughs> what'd you say to me, bitch <laughs> Uh, that that changes things a little bit then maybe i would if those are the there's no there's no real consequence to, no to consequence. anything i could do so then maybe i would maybe i would then
0: exactly <laughs> you know you want to take it back and be a dinosaur you be a dinosaur for three
1: months uh, i'd love to be a dinosaur right that would be cool somebody put so much potential all right yeah all right <laughs> would you ever take on the role of a midwife no never no I don't have the stomach for that.
0: It's not for me. If a baby's lost on my watch, I would be so upset about it.
1: Yeah. I just,
0: I would love to help and be there for the woman and help them out. I just, I can't do it. That's why I'm not a doctor.
1: Yeah. Can't do it. Yeah. I think I could. I think I could do it. I don't know if I'd necessarily want to. It's definitely not something that I would gravitate towards, obviously, because I didn't. <laughs> yeah. But I I think I could stomach it. It's the the stillbirths and things like that that would be the hardest for me as well. But if if everything was successful and I, I could deal with all of that.
0: I mean, I think it's admirable and I really respect the people that can do it. Yeah. Uh, but not for me. Too much yeah. blood. I'll be like, there's blood. They'll be like, help her. I'm like, I'll be like, I'm out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. So this is like a two parter. Did this story leave you more interested in Martha's story and, you know, the historical era again, where women were oppressed, like Alex said, couldn't speak unless their husbands were present. And how did revisiting the era make you as a woman feel more importantly?
1: Um, I mean, I was definitely interested in Martha's story. I didn't know anything about Martha Ballard before reading this book. So I felt like I did get a lot of information about her in reading the author's note at the end it does seem like the author took some liberties and expanding a lot on what was in her actual diaries i don't know if there's much more to learn about martha that has been written at least mm-hmm. but if it were available i would definitely be interested in reading it i did really enjoy her character and i I would read more from her. I would read a whole series about Martha. Like I would read. Yeah, I you could definitely turn this into an anthology and I would read every single one.
0: I, I find her inspiring as hell.
1: Yeah. In terms of the era, of course, I'm always interested in reading about history, especially about women. That's something that I'm always going to be interested in. I would definitely be interested in that. And revisiting this era, how to make me feel as a woman? So I do have thoughts on this that I, I think I'll share more in our spoiler section. There were okay. some things I didn't care for in the novel, but... Obviously, it made me feel angry when I was reading yes. some of these things. And I think any modern person reading this book should feel angry because these were real things that were happening. You know, women were being tried in court for fornication because they were being raped by men. And then they were being told, oh, well, you had sex outside of marriage. That's not, a that's not okay. That's not okay with me. That's not cool. Right. And same thing with not being able to speak or testify in court, despite being allowed to have this career. you she's able to be a midwife and deliver babies, but then she's not allowed to give her opinion in court unless her husband is present. It just makes you feel angry. So, yeah, I yeah. mean,
0: it makes me feel angry. but also proud of the progression that we have today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? I mean, I'm glad to be in this era versus that era because I just yeah. we have so many more rights than we did. Um, but I, I just I agree with you. Like a woman was if she had a baby outside of marriage because of being raped, uh, they didn't care about that. They yeah. t- they made her pay a fine that she couldn't even afford. Okay? Yeah. Um insane. And I just think that's absolutely disturbing uh, because it takes two, doesn't it? So I just think that that's uh, repulsive. And I'm so glad that we've gotten past
1: that. <laughs> yeah. And in the case of rape, it really only takes one. It's not like she well, was consenting to that, you know.
0: I meant it if, if a woman and a man had sex oh. back
1: then and the, the, you know, yeah.
0: whether the father stays around or not, true. the woman was responsible of a fine if a baby came out of
1: it. That's true. That's yeah. true.
0: like really what the hell.
1: Yeah.
0: But we say what the hell, because we were not from that era. <laughs> yeah. The women during that era expected it as much because it was meant to, you know, scare them into doing mm. it. Mm. And like, F you. Um, yeah get into that later i'm sure you'll see me and alex getting <laughs> <laughs> but um i was more interested in martha's story i do want to actually maybe pick up that book that uh ariel lohan mentions about martha her diary yeah but well, there's a whole book about her no not the diary one because i know she said she paid five hundred dollars for that and that's not happening yeah <laughs> but there was a book like a historical uh, account written by somebody on martha about martha and i would like oh, to maybe okay. get into the details of that and see yeah, um, I did find the historical era to be interesting. Of course, like you said, it was about women. Um, I would love, I like to know about what you know, my my sex, my gender's been through. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always interested in that. So, how did I feel?
1: I was pretty pissed. <laughs> <laughs> how I felt. All right. Well, um, if you could freeze someone in fun. a river, would you? <laughs> I mean, do I have to say who it is? Uh, you don't have to, but you can if you want. Mm. Um.
0: Does anybody find out it with me?
1: <laughs> no. Cuz <'Cause> they don't <laughs> yes. they don't really find out in the in the book. <laughs> Martha does but nobody else does.
0: That's right. Uh then hell yeah, I might <laughs> Give me some ice. Yeah. Let's, and let me find out who it would have to be a very, very bad person. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I got some ideas. Yeah.
1: I have a few people off the top of my head that I would 100% freeze in a river. (laughs) I won't say their names for. For uh reasons, but I, there are people, at least five, that I can think of off the top of at my head. At least five. <laughs> yeah. And then, not to mention all the pedophiles and like rapists. That's and stuff exactly like that. who I was thinking of. Stick them of in the pedos. The- yeah. You know, like, we- that would be
0: pedos. That should be their punishment. Like, you find out something happens, boom, you're going in the frozen river, bitch. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. You know, you want to you want to penalize women for having babies outside of marriage back in the day, then you you deserve to freeze in a river if you do some shit like that to, to kids. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah. yeah. Stick right. them in the river. Don't even do, we don't need to waste taxpayer dollars sending them to jail and all of that. Just stick them in the frozen river.
0: <laughs> no. Did you see the thing I sent you the other day? They're not even yeah. they're just getting letting them out on probation. Yeah. Raping kids. I don't even go there right now. Yeah. But. Grr. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's
0: (laughs) It's honestly,
1: it's really sick. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah, let's not get into that right now.
0: (laughs) But on that note, here's your monthly horoscopes. (laughs) Uh, Let's just bring that right back. Hi, guys. Hi, ladies and gents. (laughs) All right. So as usual, for our Book of the Month episode, we always start out with our monthly horoscopes to see what's in store for everyone. So we're going to let you know what's in store for you in March. All right. We got these from Allure.com. Uh, we're going to also assign uh, a personalized St. Patty's Day themed cocktail to get everyone ready for the month of luck. We had the month of love. Now we have the month of luck. Uh, and for those cocktail re- recipes, Alex found them for you guys at delish.com, which sounds like that should be my website. Delish. Yeah. <laughs> I would definitely
1: shorten the word delish. I love that website, by the way. They create great recipes. <laughs> <laughs> they
0: do. Uh, we're actually going to change it up a little bit. So if you're used to our horoscopes this time and going forward. We're actually going to put them in the order um, that the signs appear each year. So we're going to have January through February. Aquarius going first. And for fun, you guys also remember that I am a Taurus. And Alex, you are a Pisces. That's right. But let's go to the beginning of the year, starting with Aquarius. All right. I know a few Aquariuses who might get stuck in the frozen river. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. Don't worry. You guys are safe. All right. Aquarius, your March 2024 horoscope centers on finding equilibrium in your life from deepening personal relationships to advancing your career and prioritizing self-care. The year begins with a significant shift as Uranus, uh, your ruling planet, goes direct, encouraging impactful changes in your home life and inner growth. The transformation continues as Uranus retrogrades again from Sunday, September 1st, suggesting more evolution in your domestic sphere. In Relationships, 2024 challenges you to balance your valued independence with forming deeper emotional bonds, exploring love in both physical and emotional dimensions while remaining true to your essence. Professionally, the year is shaped by self-assertion and your worth in being valued. And your St. Patty's cocktail is green apple, moscato, uh, sangria. I can't talk today.
1: (laughs) That sounds so good. It does. Enjoy. Alright next up we have Pisces my fellow Pisces prepare for a year marked by transformative eclipses and a crucial retrograde of your ruling planet Neptune emphasizing the need for self-care the year's first major lunar eclipse affects your eighth house of sex bringing rapid changes in your intimate life especially in areas you've been hesitant to address then Another lunar eclipse in Pisces, wow, signals a profound lasting transformation in your personal journey. This year encourages you to explore both the sweet and passionate aspects of your relationships. And despite the allure of romance, it's vital to stay focused on your career and creative goals. Amidst the emotional depths of love, don't lose sight of the professional opportunities 2024 offers. There you go, Pisces, getting a little frisky, And also two lunar eclipses is insane. But while you're enjoying those lunar eclipses and your house of sex, enjoy a pot of gold shot. Your eighth house of sex. My eighth house of sex. (laughs) There's apparently eight of them. I don't know.
0: (laughs) You're going to have a fun march. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Aries. You'll experience a broadening of your social circle. And a refreshing transformation in your professional and creative endeavors. As Mars, your ruling planet, enters retrograde, be prepared for its impact on your sex life and career. Saturn spends the entire year in your 12th house of the unconscious, guiding you to deepen your spiritual journey, whether that's through tarot, ancestor worship, or other explorations. Look forward to enhanced fulfillment at work and a boost in recognition. Be ready for a chaotic eclipse in your sign, Aries, and ruling planet Mars going retrograde towards the year's end, affecting both your personal and professional life. All right. And while you're doing that, your drink is the Nutty Irishman. (laughs)
1: That just sounds fun. I know. (laughs) I feel like that's perfect for an Aries, too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so for this one, we have our Tauruses. We have our Jesses out there. Oh, yeah. This year brings the unexpected, with Uranus remaining in your sign until July 2025. Wow, that's a long time. Having entered Taurus in March 2019, oh shit, Uranus introduces elements of surprise and unpredictability, which can be challenging for your earthly, stable nature. Expect the unexpected particularly as Uranus undergoes two retrogrades. These phases prompt internal shifts, prompting you to reconsider what you want in relationships, self-care routines, or career paths. However, Venus, your ruling planet, and the symbol of love, beauty, and wealth does not enter retrograde this year. This is great news as Venus oh. retrograde often leads to relationship tensions and financial slowdowns mm-hmm. and advises against significant changes in appearance. Thankfully, you won't face these issues in 2024. Nice. Yeah. So there you go. You can celebrate that, the lack of Venus in retrograde with a shamrock arena. Woohoo!
0: <laughs> Sounds good. All right, Geminis. And I mean, both of you. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Gemini's 2024 (laughs) promises to be a significant change for you, but autumn is the most transformative time. 2024 promises to be a significant change for you, but autumn is the most transformative time. These months mark the realization of goals you've been striving towards during the earlier part of the year. As the year winds down in late November and December, take time to relax and appreciate your achievements, enjoying a well-deserved break over the holiday season. Mercury, your ruling planet, and the messenger of the gods undergoes its usual retrograde cycles this year. These phases might affect you more intensely. The year starts positively as Mercury retrogrades end on New Year's Day, setting the stage for a productive return to work. However, be prepared for the common inconveniences of Mercury retrograde, including the return of X's scattered throughout the year. Ooh. Mm. Well, while you're running from those X's or returning, whatever
1: you'd like to do, enjoy a Gold Rush cocktail. All right. The X's coming back reminds me of The X by Freedom McMahon, yeah. which we just read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have Cancer this year Pluto the planet symbolizing death and rebirth influences major aspects of love and relationships Pluto moves into your eighth house of sex with the Pisces inviting you to explore new realms of sensuality whether that means pausing dating and excuse me embracing sexual fluidity or delving into kink and fantasy then Pluto shifts into your seventh house of partnership heralding significant but positive changes in your closest relationships it then returns to Aquarius allowing you to end the year with a focus on deep sensual love because your ruling planet is the moon the lunar The moon's not a planet. The lunar eclipses may impact you more (laughs) intensely than others. These eclipses could leave you feeling drained. So prioritize self-care, particularly rest during these times. Opt for quiet evenings, chilling solo, or with trusted friends. And while you're doing that, enjoy a nice Irish mule. She means a drink, not a donkey. Yes. Yes. Please don't enjoy an Irish donkey. (laughs) Well, you know...
0: Uh, she's a book told me to fly to Ireland to meet a donkey. All right. (laughs) We didn't do that. All right, Leo's. We're my Leo's at Leo. Your horoscope is a journey through professional and personal transformations. This year kicks off with Uranus retrograde, influencing your 10th house of social status, a phase that's crucial for reshaping your professional image. Pluto's transit in 2024 underscores important changes in your relationships and health. The year puts a spotlight on self-care with an emphasis on solar eclipses as you're ruled by the sun. While eclipses, not a planet also, while eclipses often bring upheavals for you, Leo, 2024 is a time of notable shifts in your social life, urging you to find balance between work and personal life. End the year by treating yourself to a makeover. Nice. And before you do that, in March, enjoy a
1: homemade Irish cream liqueur. (laughs) Sounds super good. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> All right, Virgos. In 2024, your confidence will reach new heights. The year starts with Pluto moving into your sixth house of health, a transition ideal for revitalizing your wellness and beauty routines. Consider experimenting with a bold new hairstyle or striking eye makeup. As your ruling planet, Mercury's retrogrades in 2024 may hit closer to home. The year begins with Mercury retrograde, ending on New Year's Day paving the way for a productive start as work routines kick back into gear. Yet, be prepared for typical Mercury retrograde challenges like travel delays and communication mix-ups later in the year. While they may bring some disruptions, they also offer chances for introspection and progress. And you can enjoy yourself an espresso mocha munch mocktail. However, feel free to add some Baileys if you wanna up the ante to a cocktail. Oh yeah.
0: All right, Libras. So 2024 features two intense eclipses in your sign, which may stir feelings of anxiety and require extra self-care. However, there's a silver lining. Venus, your ruling planet, remains direct all year. So when Venus is retrograde, love tends to feel sluggish, money matters slow down, and major changes in appearance are usually discouraged. But in 2024, you're free to indulge in as many makeovers as you desire. A new moon in Cancer brings unexpected opportunities and perhaps recognition in your career, though not always in the ways you may expect. The arrival of Mars in your fifth house of pleasure creates the perfect romantic setting for Valentine's Day, whether you opt for a cozy night in or a lively evening out. All right, Libras, for March, enjoy your Midori
1: Sours. Yum. All right, Scorpios! 2024 is a year guided by introspection and transformative shifts influenced by the retrogrades of both of your ruling planets Mars and Pluto Pluto retrograde emphasizes the importance of self care, urging you to focus on nurturing yourself as a critical aspect of your well being as 2024 nears its end Mars starts its retrograde also encouraging you to slow down and reduce stress, particularly as the holiday season approaches. Your ambitious nature might resist this change, but remember that rest is vital for long-term productivity and health. This year isn't about a pedal to the metal attitude leading to burnout. Instead, it's about finding an equilibrium between active passion and moments of calm. And in order to get those moments of calm, get yourself an Irish coffee. I want one of those right now, that would be a delight. (laughs)
0: Mm-hmm. Or <laughs> to give you some energy for that act of passion.
1: Yes, that's true too. <laughs> it's the perfect balance.
0: <laughs> All right. Sag, Sag, Sagittarius. All right, Sagittarius. <laughs> I love Sagittarius' intro every time. Spring ushers in a romantic period, heightened during Gemini season with its flirty floral essence. However, the year also suggests stress with two eclipses that. Potentially disrupt friendships with sudden changes and heightened emotions. Your straightforwardness, while valued, may come off as harsh during these times. So bite your tongue to avoid conflict. Not literally. (laughs) Come fall, Jupiter, your ruling planet goes retrograde, urging a focus on self-care and indulgence in luxurious wellness rituals. Mm. Unlike Jupiter, Venus doesn't retrograde this year, offering freedom to explore new styles and bold makeup choices. This year is perfect for experimenting with your in appearance, even if known for a signature look. All right, mm. enjoy yourself. A green beer. Mm.
1: Okay. All right, and then last but most certainly not least, we have our Capricorns. Twenty Twenty Four emphasizes self discovery. Expansive Jupiter enters your sixth house of health, fueling your resolve to conquer fears or vices. Harness your signature strength. Sea goat. Sea goat i don't know what a sea goat is but okay harness your signature strength seagoat. to overcome obstacles in your way of growth saturn your ruling planet retrogrades prompting introspection especially in relationships the year also brings two full moons in your sign unveiling truths in romantic ties romance is further highlighted as venus enters capricorn twice These periods indicate harmony in love, easing Saturn retrogrades often strict influence. And your St. Patrick's Day cocktail is going to be a spiked hot chocolate.
0: Uh, I'm laughing so hard because
1: Capricorn is Doug. So Doug is going to be a seagoat. He's a seagoat. I've never heard that term before.
0: His signature strength is a (laughs) seagoat. I need to know what a seagoat is. First of all, are there goats in the sea? I
1: mean... What's happening? I think the Capricorn is, I guess, a sea animal that kind of looks like a goat. That's what I am assuming. Yeah. Oh, my goodness.
0: No, it really is a sea goat. A sea goat. (laughs) It's a goat with a mermaid tail.
1: It's so weird.
0: You learn something new every day. You do. (laughs) But am I taking a snapshot of this and showing it to Doug immediately when he comes back from the gym? Yes, I am. Of course. Of course. And when he comes back and be like, hey, sea goat. And he's going to be like, what? What'd you call me? And he'd be like, you're my sea goat. Yeah, All right, I'm done. He's, he's
1: going to be very confused. <laughs> also, do you know what retrograde is? Because there were no. a lot of retrogrades in here. And I have no idea what Listen, that means. I don't know what any of this
0: means. You know, yeah. I'm not an astrologist. I think it's cool. I like the idea of horoscopes. Uh, but when you start talking to me, a little I don't get it. So if we did that to you as well, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just know we're in the same boat, uh, but we will maybe look up and try to figure out what this means for you and tell you tomorrow.
1: Translate it.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll try and translate it a little better for you uh, yeah. so you have an idea of it. Also, uh, when I was looking these up, apparently they're giving you the whole year and not maybe March.
1: Yeah, these were not for March. These were just for 2024. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, enjoy that because now you, you got a whole <laughs> glimpse of the year. Yeah, there you go. You don't, you don't need <laughs> to know just the month. You need to know for the full year. This a quick snapshot of 2024 all right well anyway <laughs> all right well let's uh get to our rapid fire round for this episode We're going to set two minutes on the clock and we're gonna to have to come up with as many things as we can in those two minutes Today's topic is things not to do while drunk at a St Patty's Day parade mm, have you ever gone to a St. Patty's Parade? I would rather die That's dramatic never. but no have you I ever have gone not. it never in your life. No, it's too crowded. Too many people. Oh,
0: I've been to St. Paddy's Day parades and I would you could not pay me to go now. <laughs> okay. But I was very young when I did go. Yeah. And you have to be very, very drunk. Otherwise you will be <laughs> miserable and you're just like sardines stuck in places. There's a strip of bars in my town. And this is where all of the parades were near me when I was younger. And everybody would go bar hopping basically from one bar to the next. And you couldn't even get in them.
1: Yeah, that's I even when I was younger, I would not go to things like that because it's too it's too much for me. It's too many people. It's too crowded. I would have a straight up panic attack and then I'd need a week to recover. So, yeah, yeah, not for me. Uh, I can't handle that. No, even
0: Doug now, too. I mean, I mean, he's gone to them when we were younger. We went, you know, with our friends and stuff. But now he works sanitation and now uh, they'll have sometimes, you know, them clean up the parade. So he'll wait around right. and he just says watching people in the streets gives <laughs> him anxiety. Yeah. Is this just too many people? And I, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I don't know how I used to go to these
1: things. But yeah, definitely. As you get older, it's definitely worse. But yeah, yeah.
0: Well, if any of you out there are still <laughs> young enough to party and you're going to St. Dave parades, even if you're not young enough and you're just like ready to party. Yeah. Good for you. We, we give you a lot of credit and just have fun and be safe at those parades. All right. Yes. That's all. And yeah. here's what you don't do while you're at them and drunk. <laughs> <Yes>. That's all. <laughs> two minutes on the clock. Here we go. Three, two, one,
1: go. Try to kiss a stranger. Yeah, please or, don't do that. Or try, try to grow up a stranger. stranger. Try to um, kill a
0: stranger. Uh, try to fight people in the bathroom. No one likes that
1: person. Yeah. No. I, yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on. If you go into the bathroom, you just want to go to the damn bathroom. You don't want
1: to fight nobody for the stall. No. You know, don't, the soap. don't start a fight in general. Don't do that.
0: No, there'll be plenty of other ones trying to do that. Don't be that guy or girl. Yeah. Come
1: on. Don't spill your drink all over some poor asshole who's just standing there.
0: And if you're just standing there, you're going to get your drink poured on. you from some asshole.
1: Yeah. Uh,
0: (laughs) So don't don't just stand there
1: either. Don't just stand there. (laughs)
0: Uh, Go early. Um, It's not going to matter. People are still going to be all over the place, all over the streets. So even if you go early or go later, you're going to be in the same predicament.
1: Bring a jacket. It might be chilly.
0: No, you'll leave it there. You'll (laughs) You'll you'll lose it. You won't lose that that jacket. You'll never see it again. Oh, but it's green. It doesn't matter. Also, you might never wear it again.
1: Yeah. Don't chase short people around and call them leprechauns. Yeah, don't yeah. do that. If you see Jess at the parade, don't call her a leprechaun. Yeah, She's the short,
0: that. you won't see me there. Uh, but there are other <laughs> short girls that you might see there. Don't call them yeah. that. That's not nice. All right, don't steal people's uh pot All right, it took them oh. a lot to go over that rainbow and get it, and you're
1: just stealing it. That ain't right. Yeah, no, right. don't steal anything. Yeah, don't steal. Period. Yeah,
0: all right, don't oh no, don't wear that, don't wear a shirt. You know, that stupid shirt that says, uh, kiss me. I'm not Irish. (laughs) No one wants to see that
1: shirt. People hate that shirt. I've never seen that.
0: Yes. You're more likely to get drinks spilled on that shirt because people hate you Mm -hmm. for wearing that shirt.
1: Yeah. And for that matter, don't ever wear a shirt that says free hugs. If people wanted to hug you, they would hug you. They don't want to just hug randos on the street while they're drunk. (laughs) Yeah, And they they do. I don't know
0: yeah and if you're wearing a shirt that says free hugs and people keep coming up to to you know hug you and you're like why are these people touching me it's because of your shirt guy (laughs) yeah time's up okay time's been up but we were angry talking oh, okay. about that. <laughs> listen just be beware you know be weary uh of your of your shirt choices all right you know it, sometimes it's not cute you're like oh i gotta get a cute shirt but you might have a shirt that's ridiculous and on the back it's like ha 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 irish you know don't pour drinks on me you mm. know people are gonna pour drinks on you so
1: that's all mm. another all right. reason why i will not go
0: yeah you're gonna the, come the home second... smelling, reeking of beer yeah.
1: The second somebody's drink touches my body in any way, I'm out. That's it. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. And th- by the way, there's always those people that walk around in crowded spaces with their elbows just protruding for no reason.
1: So they're always like they do it on purpose. Yeah, I-, I know.
0: And it's like it's ridiculous. It's like you're definitely hitting people like my head just got smacked
1: because I'm short, like try to yeah. be considerate. Yeah. All right. So we're still going. <laughs> we're still going. Even we though are. The time is up. <laughs> we are. I, I didn't think this is a topic we'd be so passionate about. I know. It's a, it's a pleasant surprise.
0: <laughs> Look, all I, I got to tell you is that things not to do while drunk at a St. Patty's Day parade, Alex and Jess not be at the parade. That's what we won't
1: do. 100%. <laughs> 100% just don't right, go right. yeah if you want to post yeah, you go you, know, you
0: want to post your uh, your shit fest and how trashed you are and stuff because you want us to see you being like ah um then we will watch it because it probably will be entertaining but we won't join you there but have yeah. fun
1: yeah if there's drama 100% posted on tiktok because i yes. look for other people's drama <laughs> so-
0: <laughs> it's true post all of that trauma yeah (laughs) Um, but don't be the one that starts the fight that's all especially in the bathroom why did i bring that up because there's always fights in bathrooms apparently near my house really whenever i used to go anywhere there was always fights in the bathroom hair pulling like crazy things happening in the
1: bathroom actual fights i thought it was a verbal thing okay Um,
0: you know, usually you'll walk in, see that and leave, but one time I had to really pee and I was I walked in and I was like, uh, and I just ran into the stall. <laughs> I peed my face off so fast and then I didn't I didn't I wash my hands cuz they were literally like fighting by the by the sink oh, and I had just had a flea and asked for
1: napkins at the bar.
0: A flea. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: don't be that one. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah, they were hair pulling. It was intense.
1: that's crazy.
0: Another time I walked in in a bathroom and people were swinging off. There was a bar like um, like one of those like um, metal bars on the top and people were swinging on it. Uh, but I did leave with that one because I was like, what the fuck's happening? Drunk people. I yes. hate drunk people. Drunk people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I used to like them. They were fun. Now I'm like, eh. Drunk people are great if you're also drunk. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not drunk, <laughs> drunk people are the worst. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's drunk, and then there's that next level drunk. Yeah. And apparently, that's what was happening. Yeah. In
0: those areas, so I can't be around that Unruly. next level anymore. Yeah. If you're slurring and I don't understand what the hell you're saying to me, I need to leave. <laughs> I can't be there anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's get to the conversation.
1: Are you ready right. to converse? Yes, yeah. About some frozen ribs. Yeah. But first, let's give everybody a synopsis so that they know what this book is about. Well, what is the
0: book, you might say? Again, (laughs) it's The Frozen River, (laughs) and it's by Ariel LaHon, and it has a 4.5 on Goodreads. So what does it do? Well, it Mm -hmm. follows a moment in time based on a historical midwife, Martha Ballard, Mm -hmm. in a small town in Maine. Though some facts are embellished or fantasized for fictional purposes. While Martha performs her daily midwife duties, she attempts to unravel the mysteries surrounding the murder of an accused rapist in her town. As she investigates, she faces obstacles at every turn, from unwanted male doctors attempting to take her job to shady sheriffs with more conflicts of interest in the town's crimes than one should have.
1: Mm. That's for damn sure. Mm Mm-hmm. So The Frozen River was written by Ariel Lahan. She is a critically acclaimed New York Times bestselling author of historical fiction. Her novels include The Wife, The Maid and the Mistress, Flight of Dreams. I was Anastasia, Codename Helene, The Frozen River and When We Had Wings, which was co-written with Christina McMorris and Susan Meisner. Her books have been translated into numerous languages and have been Library Reads, One Book, One County, Indie Next, Costco, Amazon Starlight, and Book of the Month Club selections. She lives in the Rolling Hills outside Nashville, Tennessee, with her husband and four sons. She splits her time between writing and researching history, the grocery store, and the baseball field. Okay.
0: Yeah. And what was interesting about reading at the end of the book, um, because this is my first- of her novels i i do like her writing um but what she said that was interesting to me was that she's known for be her historical accuracies yeah like she researches her face off and makes sure everything's accurate this was the first time that she strayed from that um and Mm -hmm. embellished a little bit and i'm kind of super glad that she did because i have a feeling that somebody wouldn't have received any justice and she made sure that some justice was delivered
1: yeah so that was interesting to me so I just wanted to note that well since you bring that up actually that can transition right into our chat Mm because I agree I really liked that about the novel you do find out in the author's note that a lot of this is based on what she read about Martha in her diary this situation was real however there weren't a lot of details about it and it was unclear what the outcome was so I did like that Ariel Lawhon she gave us an outcome that we wanted. She, yes. she gave us what we were hoping happened. Even if it didn't, that's okay. We can pretend that this is the real history. I loved that yeah. about this novel. Yes.
0: Yeah. She, she made Martha who I believe was most likely, you know, a, a force to be reckoned with anyway in her own day,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a severe force to be reckoned with literally. Yeah. Uh, and I really love the way she closed the door on, on, on something that we'll get into in the spoilers. Yeah. But, Bravo to that. Yeah,
1: I really did enjoy her writing as well. I I thought the character development was fantastic. I loved Martha. Martha was one of my favorite characters that we've read so far this year, possibly one of my favorites, honestly, that we've reviewed in the books for the podcast. I really enjoyed reading this book from the very second I started. And I was kind of sad when it ended because I was like, I want to I want to read more about Martha. I really do. I just I loved know. her as a protagonist and I liked the other characters as well. I really loved her husband. I really liked that he was so supportive of her. He's really seemed to genuinely care about her. He was but he also let her fight her own battles when she needed to. I really enjoyed all of that in this book, and I thought the writing was really, really great yes. as well.
0: Yeah, the character development was excellent. I love the characters, even the characters you don't like were well written. Yeah. uh you, you hate the sheriff mm-hmm. in the town. I mean, he's just the worst. Yeah. You know, back then he was the type of guy that was like, "I'm a man. I have power. No one's going to believe you. You're a woman." Type of and. Mm-hmm. Mm, Mm -mm, mm -mm. (laughs) yeah no so oh no I know know. uh so yeah I mean he but despite how much you hate him uh, I thought that his character was just really well developed yeah I think she did a great job at making us hate him and I think she did Mm -hmm. a great job of giving us giving the people what they wanted yeah (laughs) in the end
1: yeah for sure. Yeah, I I agree with you. I think all of the characters in this book were really fleshed out. They were really developed, whether it was our protagonist, a side character or the villain. They were all really well-rounded. They seemed like real people. And I know Martha was real. Her husband was real. But we don't really know what their personalities were like. And she really made them jump out of this book and jump off the page. And I felt like I could just sit around and drink coffee with Martha. And that's how she would really be.
0: Yes. You felt her passion, too. Uh, She really did a great job of capturing, you know, her passion for helping women. Her um, passion for, you know, just trying to do the right thing all the time um, for the women around her. She tried Mm -hmm. to be the voice for women. I really she was super admirable. and I really loved her. I did yeah i still think of martha yeah
1: (laughs) i do too i did i really enjoyed that she was a midwife i liked reading about the chapters where she was just doing her regular midwife duties i thought it really helped flesh out the story flesh out this world and flesh out the character itself she wasn't just this person that was serving a plot she was this is part of what i think made her so realistic was we were really seeing things that were going on in her everyday life in addition to things that were happening because of the plot.
0: Yeah. I loved that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I loved how Lohan, Lohan sorry, yeah. I loved how she really transported you there. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like I was walking through the streets of this town. You yeah. know, she would even bring up things about the uh, how two years prior, the declaration of independence with signs like you really mm-hmm. felt like you were a part of this historical you know mm-hmm. era and i yeah. yes i thought it was really interesting and cool she would even bring up paul revere was friends with her husband yeah you know and she was I just like that. oh he just casually names him paul like he's not paul revere like you yeah know? yeah i thought that was cute those little things added in just gave the book itself like a lot of character and i just really liked that
1: yeah i enjoyed that it did feel a little cheeky which i enjoyed and I really liked that she would give us flashbacks as well. So we do meet Martha and we're seeing what's happening in terms of the plot as at that time where it's supposed to be happening. And then we also get information about Martha and her past. And I really enjoyed that as well, because you kind of get little bits and pieces, little breadcrumbs. And then by the end, it starts to form a bigger picture. I really enjoyed how she did that in this novel. I thought it was really effective. It really kept me interested. So even though it was not that frequent that we were getting those flashbacks, I was still very excited when we did get one. because I was like, oh, I can't wait to see what happened next in this in this timeline. So I I, thought. Just that everything, the way that she structured the novel and all of that was really effective. And I really enjoyed it. Yes. And it, you know what? It read like a thriller. Like you kept, mm-hmm. you couldn't put it down. Uh, I was so
0: invested mm-hmm. in the characters and the story and I and the mystery. I mean, this was a, a yes. historical mystery. Mystery, yeah. So the whole time you're on edge a little bit because you're like, oh, what's going to happen? You know, then, you know, this woman is accusing a powerful man of raping her. And, you know, is he going to get away with it? And yeah. all these things. And. Uh, it was just really good (laughs) yeah
1: really liked it yeah i recommend it to anyone i 100 would recommend this book i ended up rating it a 4.5 i did yeah the reason i didn't rate it a five even though i did really love it it was really well done the only thing that bugged me throughout the novel was that there were some things that seemed a little too modern in terms of the language that was being used and the messages that were being sent i did think it was a little excuse me a little heavy-handed at times and it did seem unrealistic there were just certain things where i was like i don't know if that's what we would be doing in the 1700s but i still i still enjoyed it it didn't take a lot away from the novel for me but it's just why i didn't read it a five because it did annoy me in the moment while i was reading it kind of took me out of it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I don't really remember why I wrote down four and a half. Uh, and I, I said, excellent writing, compelling. You know, I'm I'm a little upset um, that there wasn't more justice for certain people that we'll get okay. into in the spoilers. Uh, but that's not necessarily Lohan's f- Hans fault, because that's probably accurate yeah. to the historical events. Mm-hmm. So I can't really fault her for that. Um, but, you know, it didn't an- annoy me, certain little inconsistencies, things that... Uh, and this is just me nitpicking, kind of. But, you know, not every time a woman gets raped, does she get pregnant? Uh, yeah. Not every time does a woman have sex outside of marriage, she 100% gets pregnant. Yeah. That was a little a little too far-fetched for me. Other than that, I, yeah. I really loved it. <laughs> so, yeah,
1: I agree with you about that as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. and I mean, um, we're going to get into some spoilers now, too. But there was just like this little tiny thing with a fox. Mm-hmm. She kept... Basically seeing herself in this fox. And Mm -hmm. I really, it was heartwarming and I loved it. I loved the inclusion of that. I love that she felt like this fox was vulnerable as were women in her era. And I really loved the connection there. Yeah. Uh, So we'll get into that when we talk more spoilers. But for now, we both rated this a four and a half, which is super high. Mm -hmm. Uh, We both recommend it. I 100% want to read more from this author. I thought that her writing was superb.
1: I heard that code name, um, code name, Helene, I think it's called. I heard that that book's really great as well. Really? Yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure sure that most of her novels are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I I really respect the fact too, that she's known for her accuracies. I really love that. I love someone who's well-researched for doing when they're writing. So, yeah. All right. So it's time to get to our spoilers. If this is a book for you, which we definitely recommend, I recommend reading this, whoever Mm -hmm. you are, anyone, uh, then please stop and pause here and come back to us after you've read it. If you don't want to read it and you just want to hear what we have to say, then continue listening. No.
1: Alert. Spoiler alert. Okay. Spoilers are coming. (laughs) Spoilers are here.
0: Okay. Hey. All right. (laughs) All right. So the number one spoiler I have to bring up immediately (laughs) is how about cutting off that jerk. All right. (laughs) Now you want to talk about one of the most satisfying moments in my reading life ever yeah. was this moment yeah when this happened i was like she did what?" i was what hysterically hell, laughing hell, yeah i was like cheering yeah cheering.
1: i was literally laughing my ass off when this happened i was like no she didn't no she did not but she did though and she gets but away she with it too because he was so embarrassed
0: yeah Right. He had to like literally, I think, uh, stay in bed for three weeks and everybody had to speculate why he was in bed for three yeah. weeks and he couldn't be like, because my got cut off because I'm a <laughs> douchebag. Uh, so what this is one of the things that we were talking about. So most likely in real life, this did not happen. Most likely in real life, this Absolutely asshole got not. away with it because he yeah. was a powerful man. Uh, so she was not happy with that. And I think for the first time in her life, she was like, no, no, I'm going to yeah. write something different. Yeah. And she delivers with the jerk cutting because (laughs) I was all about that. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Because that is what he deserved.
1: I was so proud of her. And I loved that her husband was supportive too. He was like, you did what? And then he helps her cover it up. I loved the
0: husband. I thought he was great.
1: I loved him too. He was very
0: supportive of his wife. He taught her how to read in an era where Mm -hmm. husbands didn't feel their wives needed to read. And he made sure that was the very first thing that they did on their wedding night. Yeah. What a what a man.
1: Yeah, I, I loved their interactions with each other when they were talking to each other or doing something together in the novel. I loved those chapters. I really, I really thought it was just so well done. I did love him. I thought that he was a yes. great male main character. You want to talk about a male that's a feminist? this man right here he's a (laughs) that's a male feminist that's how you support your wife that's how you support a woman and it doesn't mean that you're any less masculine because he wasn't to me he seemed badass in his own right but he also was like I know that my wife is a badass bitch and I'm gonna let her do her badass bitch thing you know what I mean I loved it I thought it was so well done I wish more authors honestly would do this in Mm -hmm. in their books especially nowadays there's no reason not to but. No,
0: there isn't. But she really delivered to. To she knew that women were oppressed in that era, and she wanted to make it more.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, for us. Yeah. The modern, modern reader. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, okay, good. He's yeah. not going to get justice. He won't get hanged, but he's going to live forever without his dick. I'm cool.
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cheering. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. So one of the main things in this novel, too, is the mystery of who killed this man that they find in the frozen river in the first chapter. We do learn that he was accused of rape by this woman, Rebecca Foster. And so people are like, well, it could have been a lot of different people. Maybe it was Rebecca's husband. Maybe it was this person. What did you think about the reveal when we finally find out who it was? So
0: there were so many people who had motive to kill this man.
1: Yeah. And honestly, he sounded like a horrible human. He was
0: horrendous. <laughs> yeah. So whoever it was, it was just like, you kind of did the town, you know, a favor. Yeah. A favor,
1: exactly. You did the world a favor.
0: Yeah, basically. Uh, so we find out at the end of the book, when um, Ariel Lohan puts in her notes, that there was actually three men accused of raping Rebecca Foster in real life. But the third person was cut from the story. He just was. he didn't make it in. It wasn't necessary. Yeah. And it helped also build this because now when uh, the sheriff goes on trial, he has no other witness there other than Rebecca Foster to tell the account of what happened. Yeah. So how convenient for him. So the whole time I'm thinking that it's him. I'm like, yeah, he definitely killed him because he didn't want him to talk.
1: Right? 100% I thought the same thing, yeah. Yeah,
0: two people can keep a secret if one of them is dead. Perfect. Yep. pretty so little I, liars. Yes. <laughs> so I was like, he definitely killed him. Plus, he gives off these vibes the whole time. He's just not a good man. Uh, and I wouldn't have been surprised if it did turn out to be him. But it did not turn out to be him, as it turns out. It was actually this really good guy who you wouldn't have expected, but he had actually raped his girlfriend, now wife. Um, who he's a good man too, Sam. I know he's he's a killer. So you're like, he's a good man. No, he is, though. He is because he marries his girlfriend after she's been raped. And now she became pregnant with this child. And he does right by her and he marries her and he's going to raise that child as his own. Um, and did he have motive to kill this man? Hell, yeah, he did. Uh, so, you know, you kind of unravel that mystery that the baby's not really there. Her, uh, rather, his mm-hmm. Um also you find out that there's an altercation that night with Martha's own son, where he kicks the uh this man out. I believe his name is Joshua, right? Or yeah. guess? Yeah. He kicks he kicks Joshua out because he actually is, you know, trying to harass his sister. Uh he grabs her by the arm, he hurts her. There's like marks. That he leaves mm-hmm. on her arm. She's just a little girl, and he kicks him out of this place. So people also suspect he might be the killer. Meanwhile, he's mute. He can't really stick up for himself. He can't say anything.
1: Well, but I really he's liked a good that even. Kid. I liked that even Martha was kind of suspicious for a while. She was like, "Was it my son? Oh shit! Like, yeah. did he do At, this?" A lot of people had had motive for this man. Um, yeah. It could
0: have been Rebecca Foster's husband, Isaac. I think his name was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been him as well. Uh, It was wild, too, because they had this maid in the house or this young girl who ends up becoming Martha's daughter-in-law, which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, But he has this um, she has this uh, girl in the house, like, you know, helping out around the house. And she overhears what she thinks is a confession from Rebecca saying, well, I hope my husband killed him because he raped her. Right. Mm -hmm. So, of course, she's going to want this man dead, doesn't care that he's dead. And if her husband did it, obviously, it's because he loves his wife. It didn't turn out to be him, but she did say that. And this girl thought she overheard that and gets him into a lot of trouble Mm -hmm. um, because now people are looking at him as the suspect. It was very interesting. I love how the whole mystery around it. I love how you're wondering who it was. I didn't suspect Sam. Did you? No, I really didn't. I never Sam had pulled him out of the river. Yeah. And it makes sense, too, because when he pulled him out of the river, they were like, oh, well, he couldn't have been hanged
1: because there was no
0: rope in the river. brings me to that asshole doctor but we'll get into him in a
1: second yeah i did want to say i really did not see this coming up until the very point where she basically gets the confession from her son and he's like it wasn't the deaf son it was the other son the oldest Yes, um i can't remember his name but it doesn't matter he but he was like no it wasn't me but then he he kind of lets her know that he went because sam was was there he went and helped him to get him out of the river and then she was like wait a minute let me ask you one other question was there a rope and he was just like oh no or something along those lines i really liked it and up until that point oh i he was like he was
0: like thank god sam had that rope otherwise he would have drowned in that river some yeah
1: rope huh yeah So up until that point, I I never would have guessed it was Sam. So I really liked that she was able to keep that suspense going and she was able to keep you guessing and wondering who it would be up until the very moment that it's revealed. I enjoyed that. Yes,
0: And and she does give you a little bit of a breadcrumb as well, because at one point she finds uh, Joshua the dead guy's bag and inside the bag is a piece of lace that he ripped off of Rebecca's dress or whatever nightgown. Um, he he ripped a piece of that off and I guess he was keeping some on him because at one point Sam has it on him. Yeah. So he, he was keeping it as like a memento of saying, I killed that jerk. Yeah. He was keeping it on him. So it was kind of a little breadcrumb there yeah. for us um, because obviously he was going to keep that rope, too. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, as it turns out he needed it to live so yeah
1: I did want to say in talking about the girl who said that she overheard everything and then she ends up going to court and and testifying about this I really liked how it was clear that she was being pressured into this by her father her dad yeah yeah it was very clear that she was being forced into this I loved how Martha was like she could tell like he kept whispering in her ears. She seemed nervous. But at the same time, she was like, but what a jerk that she's just lying anyway. She's not telling the truth. How dare she? And I liked that she was fighting it in court and she was like, she she didn't hear the whole thing. I was there. This is what was really said." And you would think the same thing, too, if it was your wife. And I liked how she was so adamant about honesty and doing what's right. And I, I really just enjoyed all of that. I did like by the end how it turned out that this girl's now dating her oldest son yeah. and she's like, really her. But yeah. <laughs> they, they end up coming to an understanding. I, I liked all of that. It was funny. It was heartwarming. It's just I it was really just well executed. All of yeah, that I lo- plot.
0: I loved the uh, correctional officer who was coming around and, mm-hmm. and courting her other daughter. Yes. Um, I, love I liked that him too. as well. Yeah, uh, I actually really started to like him. and it, it's interesting because so Martha is called to, um, to identify the body when they find Joshua uh, to look at the body and assess the body. And she says, this is definitely a murder. Look at the rope marks around his neck. And then D-Bag <laughs> comes in. I don't remember his name. We'll call him Dr. D-Bag. That's <laughs> what he is. He walks in and he's like, I'm from Harvard. I went mm-hmm. to Harvard medical school and I'm a man. Yeah. Let me assess the body. And she's like, OK, because the doctor that's usually there wasn't for some reason. He was like stepping in and mm-hmm. he's a young idiot, you know, yeah. a young jerk. He has no experience. But because he's a man and he went to Harvard, he thinks he knows everything. Yeah, he looks and he's like, no, no, this isn't a murder. And she's like, look at the rope burns. It's clearly these are yeah. rope burns. And he's like, well, there's no rope. So then they're like, oh, well, I guess it's not a murder because, you know, he's a man. Yeah. Um, And that just sets off a whole string of chaos in the town because as she's the midwife she's the one that everyone calls and and there's a couple other midwives i think she's like the best um Mm -hmm. everybody calls her they she's well respected uh and instead these bunch of women or their husbands don't want them to they'd rather call the man to Mm -hmm. have their babies delivered and a lot of them are, are either the babies are born dead or some of the women die during the childbirth Um, And had Martha been there, that might not have been the case. So how do we feel about that? Just because I'm Mm -hmm. a man, um, I should do all the jobs. How did we feel about that? I really, like, I'm just going to say this. I really loved how Lohan kind of um, engaged in all the different angles of uh, Mm -hmm. women's oppression during that time. Like, there's just so much that she covers. And I love that.
1: Yeah, I really enjoyed this. This was basically a young know-it-all doctor coming from a fancy school into this small town and saying, I don't care how much experience you have. You're still a woman and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You're just a midwife. So mind you, she had like 30 years experience. Yeah. And so he actually takes over one of her patients and almost kills her. And it's Martha ends up saving her. But she is in the room when he's prescribing this medication and this where he's saying, you know, you're not in labor yet. I'm just gonna give you this medication to make you sleep all this stuff and she's like that's really dangerous you're gonna end up killing her and her baby and he's just brushing her off he, I, you don't know what you're talking about you're just a woman and the the patient's father is like yeah we're gonna stick with the man he knows what he's talking about blah 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 this was really frustrating but i really liked the inclusion of it in the novel because it also lets you make your own mind up about this doctor so we see him coming in and giving this testimony in court And it's kind of like oh well now we have two conflicting stories maybe martha is wrong maybe she's not i'm gonna assume she's not because i want to believe in my girl but maybe this doctor you know maybe he has something to say and maybe he's right and then you get to scenes like this and you're like no that guy's an asshole. he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about he's gonna end up getting all these girls really he's putting them in harm's way and i liked that they ended up coming back to martha and saying, we need your help now. And we're sorry that we listened to him. You know, we we should have stuck with you in the first place. I enjoyed all of that. So it you did feel that sense of redemption. Yes. However, it was really frustrating in the moment. And I was worried about that child and, and that woman because I, I thought that it, they might die. Yeah. Who, knew, who I mean, knew at that point? She she basically says, well, she's she's
0: dilating. She's going to have this baby any second. And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, no, you're not going to have don't listen to her. You know, I'm from Harvard. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not going to have this baby for another couple of days. I'm going to give you this, like, you know, concoctment that basically you're going to pass out. Mm-hmm. Um, so she does. She sleeps for like hours and hours, and when she wakes up, she's basically having the baby. I mean, it was ridiculous. She could have, mm-hmm. he could have killed them both, mm-hmm. and he almost kills his own wife. Yeah, because he's pompous and he thinks he knows what, everything. And I, I believe, if I remember correctly, that Martha has to come and bail yeah. him
1: out with his own wife and his own child. She does. And she brings another female doctor as well that they just call doctor. Yeah.
0: So I loved that too. So she adds in also um, a a black woman Mm -hmm. during this time who's a doctor. I loved that she did that Mm -hmm. because now she's also showing another layer of, you know, you want to talk about women's oppression. Let's talk about a black woman's oppression during that time. Yeah. And this woman didn't even have a name. She just called her doctor.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, And I loved that she respected her And I love that, you know, she would go to her and ask her questions about things she didn't even know. She would just want to get her input. I love that she called her to help in certain situations. Mm -hmm. I thought that was interesting, their interactions. I really enjoyed that.
1: Yeah, you definitely got the sense that she was kind of a mentor to Martha. Maybe she trained under her or something like that. But you definitely felt that sense of professional respect between the two women. I really liked seeing that in the novel as well. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's so much that she covers, and I just, I really felt like I was there, living through it at certain points, um, and that's that's hard to do when you're writing. You know what I mean? And I just mm-hmm. think that's great. <laughs> yeah. I love books that put me into the scene like that. Yeah. Uh, but what else? Um, so we talk about basically uh, with, with the dick cutting scene. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's actually coming there when his when he knows his her husband isn't around he's threatening her by the way for looking into this um murder he's threatening Mm -hmm. her because he had um he was like basically trying to take over the whole town he was trying to take their property from them Mm -hmm. um, martha and her husband's property he had all these goals or whatever so he was trying to kind of manipulate them and trying to get them to do whatever he wanted so this way he can get his way he finds out that her husband's not around. He comes there and he, as a power trip, tries to rape her. Um, mm. And she's just not having it. So, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah,
1: she attacks the shit out of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. She mauled him. Uh, yeah. And it was crazy. Her kids were sleeping in the house. He yeah. didn't even care. Yeah. And he had this, like, wolf dog, right? Wasn't it like a, a wolf type of dog or a coyote dog?
1: There's a dog. I don't remember what, what it looked like. It could have been. Yeah, it could have been. I don't remember. I know it was wow. a pretty vicious dog.
0: Yeah. And her husband has a, a bird, a really yeah. cool bird. I forgot what kinds. I think it was a hawk.
1: It Wasn't what? a hawk?
0: Maybe a raven? No. No,
1: I thought it was a hawk, a type of no, hawk. No, a
0: falcon, something falcon. like that. Falcon, okay. Yes. Uh, and the dog tries, to, he tries to make his dog eat his bird, and yeah. the bird kicks that dog's pants. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like I the I love that. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of, like, animals in this book. Um, and literally, men can be compared if they're rapists mm-hmm. as to animals. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's a lot of animal symbology in this book, which I really liked. I had mentioned earlier the fox.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and there's this fox, and there's this talk in town every time she goes to the general store that she had seen these men in there that were trying to capture that fox um and get its pelt to sell. Mm-hmm. And every time she'd go into the store, I loved this. How every time she went into the store, she would check and make sure that his pelt or her yeah. pelt wasn't there. Um and it just added another layer in. I really loved that. Um and every yeah. time she had, you know, the interactions with the fox, I just it added something for me that I loved.
1: Yeah. I agree. I think that the fox I think foxes typically represent cleverness, resilience and i think it was supposed to be representative of our protagonist and Mm -hmm. kind of giving her the strength to keep going with this even when it was getting kind of scary it was like no you know i if i can evade these assholes you can you can take these assholes too Uh, it to me that's the feeling that i got from it it was like giving her that sense of hope to continue to be resilient to continue using using her mind to get these bad guys which is essentially what she was trying to do so i really i enjoyed that as well it was nice to see that another another animal that i enjoyed in the book was
0: her horse so her horse Mm -hmm. was hard to tame Yeah. Almost impossible to tame. Nobody wanted to tame this horse. But Martha took on the challenge and Martha does it. She tames him as well as she can. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt like that that was symbolic of her as well. Yeah. You know, like no one's going to tame me, bitch. Like,
1: yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I I think it it. also says a lot about her character as well, that she she doesn't shy away from things that are difficult just because they're difficult she's going to put in the work she's going to put in that effort and she's going to succeed and i I liked that as well i thought that that spoke a lot to her character
0: yes i mean martha at least in this story that we were given um she does not back down she doesn't really have fear
1: she is i kind of idolize her yeah (laughs) right Yeah, she's definitely I mean, I would call her a role model. She is an excellent role model for young girls. She really emphasizes the importance of speaking up, especially if it's for somebody that doesn't have that ability to speak up for themselves she's really supportive of Rebecca the woman who was raped by these men and I liked that she was willing to fight for her even when Rebecca and her husband were kind of scared to do so so I I really like I I mentioned earlier she's one of my favorite literary characters I really enjoyed this character she's a real person I don't know if she's really like this in, in real life but if she was real life hero otherwise real book hero I I think that right. she's yeah I think she's an excellent role model and speaking yeah. of the the sexual oh sorry
0: no I was gonna say uh, you go first so I was gonna talk about Rebecca Forster
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. I was just gonna say, speaking of the sexual assault in this book, I thought that it was handled really well. I really loved that we did get to hear about what happened, even though it was a little hard Mm -hmm. to read, but it was really impactful to hear it from Rebecca Foster. Yeah. She and she makes it a point to even say that she didn't shy away from the details, despite it clearly making everyone in the courtroom feel uncomfortable because she wanted them to understand how horrible it was. I thought that this was handled just incredibly well by Ariel Lahan. It was super impactful. It was really hard to read, but you could feel the emotion behind it. And I just, I just really, I don't want to say I enjoyed it because it's a weird thing to say that you enjoyed, but I just really respect how it was handled in this book. And, and I, I really, I mean, kudos to her. It was fantastic.
0: I agree. Yeah. How do you feel about, uh, so the Fosters, they appear in court originally but when it comes time to appear for the moment when it would count uh he's not being tried for rape i think he's being tried for attempted rape or something so that he mm-hmm. won't hang so yeah. rebecca is not happy about that and in the end her and her husband do not show mm-hmm. how did you feel about that because that upset me that
1: they that didn't was show. frustrating yeah i i felt frustrated as a reader martha felt frustrated as the character in the book i felt that for her i understood she was i think eight months pregnant and it was far away from them i understood why they didn't show up but it gave you that feeling of a lack of justice which is why when she cuts his dick off you're like yeah yes (laughs) you you took it like matters into your own hands and uh, actually i I did that rebecca
0: foster was pregnant from the rape yes yeah. Um, and it was crazy. We'll talk about the ending with the baby in a second. But you said yeah. what you were going to say first.
1: Well, well, I was just going to say that I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Wait, crap. No, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. What were you just talking about? The the rape not showing up well, We were up talking in about
0: Rebecca Foster not showing and that she was eight months pregnant.
1: Yeah. Mm, I can't remember what I was going to say. It's not a big deal. Maybe it'll come to you. Yeah.
0: Well, I was going to say about the baby. So when the baby actually Mm -hmm. does come and Martha delivers that baby, Rebecca Foster doesn't want this product of rape. She doesn't want this. She doesn't even see this baby as a baby. And it broke my heart because she was like, go bring it to the river. I don't even want it. And Martha brings the baby to the river. And I was like, don't you dare throw that baby in that river? You know, like, what the hell? And I knew Martha wouldn't. Yeah. Um, but Martha was like, I need a solution fast. And she actually brings the baby to Sam and Sam's wife to take care of this baby for a little while. Mm-hmm. And I love how she really asks no questions. And she, you know. Yeah. It was it was sweet the way that she didn't really ask questions. And she was like, all right, well, what should I call this baby? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it made me happy that at least the baby will be loved. Because I feel mm-hmm. like even if Rebecca Foster kept this baby, she would never love her. You know. Yeah. I think it was a girl. She'll never love yeah. that baby, um,
1: and it just made me sad. That yeah. scene,
0: um, yeah. I'm glad it worked out.
1: I was a little shocked because I wasn't expecting this. I, I, I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I just, I wasn't expecting it, and it was very cold of Rebecca. But at the same yes. time, I understood. Honestly, if I, I imagine if abortion was a thing at this time and it was legal, this is a situation where she would have probably chosen. To abort that child. She didn't well, ask to have definitely. sex with this person. She wasn't trying to get yeah. pregnant. She doesn't want this baby. Just a constant reminder of the sexual assault. And it wasn't even just by one man, it was by two men. She doesn't even really know which one is the father. I mean, that's a trauma. And I I, I understood her point of view, but it was also still really hard to read her talking about taking a little innocent baby. It's not the baby's fault and throwing no, it not. into a river. You know what I mean? Yeah. So- I didn't agree
0: with it, but I um She did try to take the baby's life while the baby was growing in her. She Mm -hmm. actually called there was natives uh, nearby that had some kind of concoction that she drank. It was like a tea. Mm -hmm. And um, one of the doctors, um, I I think it was uh, the woman that she calls doctor. Mm -hmm. uh, I believe she's she was worried about the condition of the baby having drank and that, you know, that having um, ingested that. Mm-hmm. Um, if the baby would be okay, and the baby turned out to be perfect, yeah. So it just was like a failed attempt, uh, to get rid of the pregnancy. So I think you're right. If the abortion was around, she would have definitely done that. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, you know, I'm glad that the baby was born, and the baby will be loved. So, yeah. You know, not uh, even though she had to endure that, at least yeah. some something kind of good. Not for her,
1: maybe, but something kind of good came out of it. I guess yeah. you want to look at it that way. Yeah, and I did wanna say that you do learn throughout the novel that Martha had been raped when she was a young woman prior to herself getting married. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why she felt particularly connected to Rebecca and really wanted to fight for her because she had been in a situation like that before the person who raped her did end up being tried and hanged. And so she was able to get that justice. And she wanted to see that for Rebecca as well. And unfortunately, Rebecca wasn't able to get justice in the traditional sense where this man is now going to jail or being sentenced to death. However, Martha does get him with the old dick cut off. And I just remembered what I was going to say before. Oh, good. Which was that he was this made me very angry in the book but i i understood it it made sense but it's just so frustrating that he was charged with attempted rape because there were no witnesses to confirm that he actually raped her i know so just like rebecca's not a witness yeah she gave the report in detail she was consistent in her reports so it never really changed up the only other person there has now turned up dead but because there was I assume not a man or another party present to witness well, the rape. Not a man. It's not mm-hmm. an actual rape. And I liked at one point, I think it was Martha, but it might have been another character. But they actually say, well, this kind of act is not being done in broad daylight. It's done behind closed doors when nobody's around. So how can you say that there were no witnesses? Of course, there's no witness. Why would there be? But Rebecca was there and she's telling you what happened. And I really liked that message. However, it was very frustrating from a reading standpoint to just be like, "Okay, well, because nobody saw you get raped, that means you weren't raped and they're only going to be charged with attempted. That's insane. You know, yes.
0: And there was an account of somebody else. But again, like you said, it was a woman. Because mm-hmm. Martha had written it in her journal. Martha had documented proof that she yes, had sure. helped her afterwards to clean up her body, to stitch her up and do everything she needed to do for her. She had a, a documentation of it. Um, So she was technically a witness, you know, but it, yeah. because she was a woman.
1: Well, and also she wasn't there when it happened. It was just the aftermath. And it could have been they, I think they address this in the book. They say, you know, it could have been injuries from something else.
0: Yeah. And it's I mean, messed come up, on. too, because they were like, oh, well, she didn't come uh, You know, she didn't accuse them right away. She waited like a month. Yeah, because she had to wait for her husband to come home because she wasn't allowed to speak without him present, which is insane to me. Yeah. So, of course, her, her body cleared up by then and she healed. It was just crazy. It got me so yeah. angry. A lot of that.
1: Yeah. Also, I don't think she ever planned to report it until the fact that she got pregnant from it. I, I think she was planning to keep it probably a secret. Yeah. I mean, what, what more proof do you need that she's pregnant now
0: and yeah. that it lines up? Yeah. But ugh, well, yeah. that was another thing, though, you know, because then you learn all it was just too many coincidences of being raped, women getting mm-hmm. raped and, and getting pregnant for yeah. me, yeah. because also Martha. Now you find out she was raped and he was hanged. Thank God he got she got justice. Uh, but of course, now she was going to be pregnant with as a product of rape. Yeah. So, of course, her husband being the perfect man that he was, yeah. marries her to make sure that people don't suspect anything. It just.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it, it it did seem very
0: convenient that. It was a you know, lot. Yeah. It was a lot for me. I'm sorry. That's why I couldn't give it a five. Otherwise, I, I definitely would have given this book a five. I yeah. Think. But it was just too much of that for me. It was a little yeah. too coincidental for the for the story. And yeah,
1: I, I agree. That and the fact that some of the language and the sentiments just didn't seem appropriate yeah. for the time period. I That just took a little bit away from me for this book, but that's why I rated it a 4.5 instead of a five. 4.5 is still a stellar like, oh, yes, rating. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It's, it's still a great book. I would still, like you said earlier, recommend it to anyone. I do think it's a very powerful book. I think the writing is yes. fantastic. The characters the are amazing i agree i think that it's it's good it's very good and i think most people will enjoy it and for something that deals with such heavy topics and it might even seem like a bland type of plot or something just from reading the summary it had a lot of humor in it there were moments where i was laughing out loud there were moments where i was getting emotional there were moments where i was angry this book gave me all the feels and i have to say jess i never would have read this book if it hadn't been for you you came to to one of our meetings for the podcast, and you were like, hey, I've been hearing a lot about this book. Let's add it. And I was like, yeah, sure. All right. And I never would have picked this up on my own. It didn't seem like the type of book I would typically read. And I'm so glad I did. And it's one of my favorite books of the year so far. So yeah, definitely. Thank you. (laughs) Uh,
0: And and let me tell you, I was intrigued by it because it was like number one on Amazon for a while, and it was sold out. You couldn't even get it. Uh, It was like if you wanted to order the book physically, we both read it, I think, on Kindle. Right. But if you wanted to buy the book physically, you had to wait months. Yeah. Um, So obviously that goes to show that she's got a good following and that people really, you know, love her work. Um, Yeah. So I am so looking forward to jumping on that bandwagon and and loving Ariel Lawhon and reading more of her books. Yeah. Uh, Because obviously people got the right idea that she's she knows what she's doing. And I think this book definitely shows (laughs) us that. And I I do love that. I love when sometimes history gets a little embellished, kind Mm -hmm. of like, uh, you know, like a Quentin Tarantino movie. (laughs) I love Mm Inglorious Bastards. Yeah. uh, And he basically locks all the Nazis up inside a theater and blows it up. Yeah. That didn't happen in real life. But do we? (laughs) No, I wish it did happen? Hell yeah. yeah. (laughs) You know, so, you know, we like stuff like that. (laughs) Yeah, no, oh, so she
1: she embellished. I, I appreciated it. Yeah, she embellished in the most perfect way in this book. And it was we didn't know what the outcome of this was. So let's add the outcome that we all wanted. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know,
0: and she delivers really well. She didn't just hang yeah. this man. She takes no. away his manhood. Yeah. She's like, you will never rape again. Motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, man. Where's Samuel Jackson to say that when you need him? <laughs> yeah but yeah like we we both recommend this definitely Mm -hmm. um and this is definitely up there and and one of the best reads of the year for me too
1: yeah so yay yeah Yeah, yay new author yes and new book experience yes definitely
0: uh and maybe we'll try to do some more historical fictions i'm not gonna lie Mm -hmm. we keep trying to do them and then we push them back because we redesign our book lists literally Mm -hmm. every week yeah uh, so, yeah,
1: I do think <laughs> but, it was the mystery aspect that I really enjoyed in this book, too. I, yeah. I think I might be more of a mystery girly than a thriller girly.
0: Well, then good. Then you're going to love the, the books that you want to read about the, um, the girls
1: guides to murders.
0: Yeah, which I might read along with you, by the way. We might have to make that a bonus.
1: Yeah. Because did yeah, you say a show is coming out or something? Yeah, they're coming out with a show, I think. I, I want to say it's on Hulu, but I, it might not be. I don't know for sure. But yeah, they're making a show out of it, which yeah, I thought was exciting. Watching. Yeah, I yeah. enjoyed the first book. And I know that there's two others in the series. So, And there was a quick read. Hmm. So I, I want to finish that series before the show comes out. And just in general, I enjoyed it. So when is it I wanna, coming out? I don't think there's a release date yet. Okay. They did start casting. But I don't think they started filming yet. It's not Emma Roberts, right? No. If it was, I would have let you know immediately. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) I mean, like, they're making a show out of this. It's so exciting. But bad news. It's Emma Roberts. I think she's too old now anyway to play the role of Pippa. Good. (laughs) Yeah.
0: All right. So do we recommend it? Yes. Do you want to read it? You should. And if you're a woman listening, definitely read it. And if you're a man listening, definitely read it. So all of you read it. Yes. That's it. <laughs> all right. Well, join us again tomorrow, Thursday, the 29th, when we'll resume our discussion of Frieda McFadden's The X* in another party episode. And then again on Tuesday, March 5th, as we begin our discussion of Octavia Butler's critically acclaimed historical sci-fi, Kindred. And we're very much looking forward to reading that.
1: Yeah, I'm so excited uh for that book and we're kicking off women's history month with our first female author of the month Octavia Butler who I'm really excited Mm. to read I, I haven't read anything by her yet so that's nice yes and then don't forget that we have started our book club no shelf control our third book and our book of the month for March will be a study in drowning by Ava Reed a young adult fantasy novel and that episode will air on Wednesday March 27th
0: yeah So
1: join us for that. Mm -hmm. And you have a nice
0: rest of your day. Thank you for listening as always. We appreciate you and bye. Bye. Happy reading. Mm -hmm. For everyone just tuning in, this is what you can expect from our podcast. We'll be releasing new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. And we'll have a new book of the month on the last Wednesday of every month.
1: We encourage you to reach out to us with thoughts, ideas, questions, and feedback. You can reach us at she's all booked podcast at gmail.com. As always, all books we review will be available at our link in bio or by visiting linktr.ee slash she'sallbooked. We do make a small commission from any purchases you make using that link. So thank you to all who support us. And of course, we want to say thank you to all of
0: our listeners. We really appreciate each and every one of you. If no one told you today, you're important and valued. You belong here. You're doing great. And we believe in you.
1: This chapter may be over. But the story goes on. So stick a bookmark in us. Ouch. And we'll see you in the next one. (laughs) And then to my mommy and me and Alec. Bye.